Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity to come before your word. Speak to us in a way that will understand. Holy Spirit, minister to every single person here and let your word indeed be a blessing to us in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together and you may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Well, it's a blessing to be together again. And want to share a few thoughts from the word of God. The month of July is our month of Anakazo. Amen. Anakazo. Anakazo is a special revelation that God has given to our prophet for us as a church. And it's, it's important that if you are a member of this church and you identify with this church, you know, you know and understand this important revelation. You read it from the Bible, believe it, understand it, and deploy it. Why has God given this revelation to our prophet? He has given this revelation to our prophet for our use. Anakazo as I will explain to you as we go on, I'm going to be sharing on our cards, or maybe this week, next week, the other week, as we are going up. My prayer is that as I teach on this subject, you will receive it as a revelation that God is giving to you. To apply in your life. What does it, what does anakazo mean? Anakazo means to compel and it's from the word, it's the Greek word for the word to compel. In Luke 14, 23, the word compel, there's the word anakaz, which is to force, to necessitate, to make it necessary for something to be done. Amen. Do you see? And I'm saying that this principle, as we are going to see, is useful for our lives in every area. It's not just a church revelation, but it's a revelation for Everything you will do and you will succeed in. Anything you do, champion. 40 minutes, I'll be done, okay. So eyes on me, ne? put the phone away, concentrate on me. Thank you very much. And sit up. Okay, thank you very much. Good. So as I was saying, as I was saying, it's something you can apply in your life, in your education, in your school in your business, in anything you are doing, this principle will be very helpful to you to make progress. Any breakthrough you see in life, in fact, the word breakthrough even tells you that there are hindrances, there's a barrier that you have, that a certain force must come to break it. And even breaking it is not enough, but to break through it. Amen. 
which means between you and victory, between you and success, is a barrier that you have to break through, which presupposes that force is needed. Between you and your beloved, it's a barrier that you have to break through. Else you will not get a beloved. You smile in the church and not get a beloved. One day, a brother told us a story of a broken heart he had. Now, he has been telling us this broken heart for a long time, but we have never stopped to listen to the details of the broken heart or how his heart got broken. So, we went on an inquest to find out, and we found out that he noticed a lady he liked, let me say it into the, into the, into the, he noticed a lady, he liked the lady, but, but he never proposed to the lady. And he was just there, he did not apply this important revelation from God through our prophet, which is to use force. So he was sitting there when somebody else came to propose to the girl. And the girl said yes. Because the girl, she was operating a first-come, first-serve service. And she took her chance when it came. And sisters, look, take your chance when it comes. Yeah. So she took her chance. I'm telling you about about broken heart. She took her chance and this brother was left shattered. Broken, broken and shattered. But he did not go forward with his aim. He did not, he did not have the vim and vigor to go forward and say something. Up till today he's hurt. Without Anakazo, you will be hurt. But today is the last day you are going to be hurt. I said today is the last day you are, you are going to apply Anakazo. So that you are never left disappointed. Hallelujah. I, remind me next week, I'll tell you another broken heart story. <laughs> I want to get on to the preaching. So if I, if I I'll tell too many stories. Hallelujah. So this principle is not only for church. Even in looking for a job, anakazo is necessary. Those of you, the way you are looking for a job, either unless by some mistake somewhere, and I'm, I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully, mistake, somebody makes a typing error somewhere, you are not going to find a job. You say you are looking for a job, you are in your house all the time watching televisions and cartoons somebody must be typing then they make an error instead of typing magaba then they type hagaba then you are hagaba then they call you yeah either some typo because of the way some of you say you are doing business the way you do the business you say you are running a tender or you are trying to do tender Tender, you are a tenderizer. It, it's, a, it's a tenderpreneur the same as a tenderizer. 
the small, uh, you are doing it, you, you are trying to be a tenderpreneur, but the way you are doing it, you are a tenderizer. You are doing it like a tenderizer. To tenderize means to soften something. So, so you are doing the thing, you are sitting in your house hoping that municipality, ESCOM, they will find you and give you a tender. The only time ESCOM will find you without your effort is to turn off your lights. Is to turn off your electricity. So without a certain forcefulness, you are not going to succeed. The same for school. Some of you go to school and you start to complain the course is too much, the exam is too difficult. The, what, what, what did you think? What did you think school was? Did you think that school was Disneyland? Is that what you thought? Or Disney World? Or Disneyland? They are two different places, by the way. Yeah. Did you think school was a game? Oh, I saw this course is too... Where is Baby Shark? I saw this course. It's too difficult. It's that school. That's why not everybody is in school. That's why even school, well, there are more people in crash than in grade one. Because not everybody forces enough to break from grade crash to grade one. There are more people in primary school than high school. Because not everybody is able to break into high school. Because the school is a little too high. Short people don't get there anyway. Back to what I'm saying. Not, there are more people in high school than in the university. Than in tertiary. Even when, when it comes to tertiary education, there's tertiary light. And real tertiary. There's TVET. There's FET. There's college. Any school that you don't have to pass to go, you have a level two in maths, you are still able to go. It's a tertiary light. Stop looking at me like that. You don't have to pass. You have mass, you have mass, lit, mass that you are doing in English. You have a level two. And they still will admit you. Which is to say you don't know how to count, yet they admit you in the school. It must be, it must be tertiary light. Do you get it? So, you have to force any breakthrough you make, you make in life comes with a certain forcefulness, a certain readiness to push. And that readiness to push the revelation, the secret is in this book. Is this revelation called Anakazo? Anakazo. I see you becoming a forceful person. are struggling with math in school, force a little more. Put in a little more effort. Exert yourself a little more. You are struggling with life science, exert yourself a little more. Push a little more till you can break through. Are you putting in enough force to break through? That's the revelation. That's what I'm saying. Anakazo is a revelation not just for church. Although we preach it in church, it's for life. Anything you are doing, your marriage is struggling. Are you putting in enough effort? 
There's a saying in English, when persuasion fails, force is applied. It means that at certain stages you talk, but beyond a certain stage you have to use effort. And there's an African saying that when force fails, more force is applied. Yeah. When persuasion fails, force is applied. But when force fails, more force is applied. Because I've told you to register for GTW. You won't register. I've forced you now. Now, right now, like register now. A priest, I want to go and ask my mother before. Register now. Ask her later. This every now. I need to buy data. Use somebody's phone. I mean, I don't have a phone number. Use your neighbor's phone number. It's like now to break through. That's life. So everything you are going to do, I don't know what you are doing. Everything. You want to marry. You want to bamba and chill with the big boys. Can you drink water and drop a cup? You have to be ready to fight. You have to put in effort. You, get, you want to marry? Hey, you have to sit up. Where's Temba? Where's Temba? He's babysitting. Okay, he's learning how to babysit. You have to force effort. Or else, it will just be a dream. Many things will be a dream to us. A dream that never came to pass. The only time, look, when we say something is a dream, it means the only time you feel it is when you are asleep. When you wake up, you come back to real life. Yeah. If you are hungry before you went to sleep, in the dream you are eating, serving colors. When you wake up, you will still be hungry. And even when you wake up, you will be more hungry because you have already used some energy to sleep. Yeah. And even in the dream, you, you were eating more energy. Hallelujah. So it's not just, a, I'm spending time on this because it's not just a revelation for church. I'm bringing it to you that it's not just a revelation for church, but it's a revelation for your own self. For everything we do, anything you want to do well in, put in more, it requires more effort. You want to, you want to fix your character, it requires more effort and more forceful effort. Yeah. More effort is required. It's not just a laissez-faire. You are just sitting at home and it will happen to you, boom, by some magic. And then suddenly, wow, you are a very pleasant person. It's not even just by giving of offering alone. Say, you become a delightsome land. God will make you another. You, no, effort is required. You have to make an effort. You have to work hard. Hallelujah. So as we go through this series... Tell me that, oh, this is Peter is talking about church. As for me, I'm not involved in church work. So when he finishes this series, before it, it applies to you. And by the way, why are you not involved in church work? If you are part of the church, why are you not involved in the church? Tando, why not? Everybody listening to me right now that is sitting here, you have to consider yourself as part of the church workforce. Amen. If you didn't know, I've come to tell you that that's what God is trying to make you. That's what God is trying to make you. God is trying to turn you into somebody who works for him. 
in whichever capacity, but he's trying to turn you into somebody who works for him. So if you are in this church and you are listening to me right now, that's what God is trying to make out of your life. Hey, as for me, Bishop, God is trying to make me into a, a model. I'll be a nice girl. Move. Yes, it's true. That's true. But God is trying to make you into a model who works for him. A model who works for him. Not just a Christian model. Don't get me wrong. A model who works for God. That's what God is trying to make you. Part of his workforce. And for you to be part of a workforce, it requires this secret of anakazo. Amen. Amen. And in this month, we are building up towards one major service on the 31st of July. Am I right? Yeah, in all our churches, all our branches, we are building towards a major service, a salvation-driven service on the 31st of July. We may have different themes for the program. In Mars Grave, for instance, we are having Salvation Sunday and we are going on a massive salvation drive on that day with a targeted number of people to be saved. And born again on that day. Just watch the space. It's coming. Christ, I hope, I'm sure there's a plan. Every church must have a plan and a goal and a clear target. So that when you finish and you fail, you know you failed. If you succeed, you know you succeed. Not No, no imaginary target aim. I'm trying to shoot the arrow for it to go into the air. That one, anywhere you shoot it, you will say you have succeeded. But it's like a measurable target, a, a target that everybody can, you yourself, you can see, did I pass, did I fail? And everybody will pass. If you set the target, you will pass. You will make it. Hallelujah. So we are building up to it. And to get this done, it requires this very important teaching and this very important key. That's why I want to share with you the secret of Anakazo. Turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 14. We're all reading from verse number 16. Are you there with me? Luke chapter 14, we are reading from verse 16. Now, this is a man who set out to do something. And we want to look at how he did it. Amen. So let's all read. In Zulu, in English, in Afrikaans, in, 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 in any language you speak, let's from 16. It says, then he said unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. 17. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come. For all things are ready. 18. We are going to 23. And they all with one concern. Read with me please. Unless you can't read. And they all with one concern began to make excuse. The first said. Hey. Jai says. Jai says. Jai says. The first said unto him. I have bought a piece of ground. And I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excuse. 19. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. 
and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. 20. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Married people are proud. Next one. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. 23. And the Lord said to his servant, Go and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Put your hands together for yourselves. Now, this founding principle called Anakazu is from this beautiful story that Jesus told us in Luke chapter 16. The aim of this man was for his house to be filled. Our aim is that our churches will be filled on that Sunday and many Sundays over. Amen. Now, where are the people going to come from? We are the ones who are going to bring the people to fill the churches. Amen. That's why we must, we must learn this principle so we can deploy it. How did this guy fill his house? How did this guy fill his house? He used the secret of Anakazu. Hallelujah. So I'm going to share with you keys as we go through this, this, this passage. And we are going to learn from it. So that we can deploy these keys. Amen. How much time do I have? Nine hours. Okay, good. Verse 16. Bible says that this man made a great supper and bade many. So the first thing we know was that the man was having an event. He was having an important event. It was, a, it was not just a supper. It was not the, the normal, you get home, you are hungry, you get, but it was a great supper. It was an important event. It was different from the supper of last night. That's why the service on the 31st is different from today's service. If you are watching me anywhere, you belong to any of our churches, our, our service on the 31st of July, any of our churches you are going to in our denomination, we are having special services on that day. Special, it means special effort is required. Special effort is required in the service. Special effort is required in the music. Special effort is required in the dance. Those of you, when you dance to one song, then already your heart is beating. Boom, boom, boom. Better exercise. Because on that day, we are going to dance to about six songs. Our hearts will beat more. Blood will go even into our nails. The heart will pump the blood so much that even the blood, it will go into your nails, your toenails. It will go there and come back. Hallelujah. So special effort with the singing, special effort with the prayer, special effort with the word. It was a great supper. It wasn't an ordinary supper. Not an ordinary supper. So we who are doing the church must be ready to have a special event if we are going to follow this guy. 
But the Bible says that apart from that, he bade many. The word bade is the word to invite. He invited many people. One of the first things we must do, having decided that we are going to have the event, is to invite many people. We are doing anakazo. Invite many people. Invitation is like an advert. It's like exposing what you are doing to somebody else. You may be doing something great, but nobody knows. You know, on Saturday, we were at an event, and we saw ladies, you know, when it comes to marriage, you see ladies dress nice. So we were commenting about some of the dresses, and we saw a fabric, a fabric that is, is, is I, I don't know, is it originally from Ghana or whatever? But it's very common. It's a Ghanaian fabric. When you see, we all see that it's from Ghana. Do you hear? It's a Dutch something that was brought to Ghana. Okay, whatever. Yeah, so that's it. You get what I'm saying, eh? Yeah. But the Chinese, Ghana has had it for many years. Maybe when television was in black and white, when there was no color television, Ghana had this fabric. But nobody knows about it. Do you see? And the people I was with, they were complaining because now the Chinese have found the fabric and they've made a Chinese version of it. Which is to say, a funcon. No. Please, funcon doesn't mean fake in Chinese. In Chinese, it means stop talking. <laughs> but back to what I'm saying we have made when you look at the quality you think it's disposable like you wear it once and it's finished but now people are wearing it all over the world why? the Chinese have marketed it very very well and so I told the people who were complaining about the quality that Look, stop complaining. You have the quality. Your quality is gold quality. These people, their quality is paper quality, but they've been able to show the whole world that the thing exists. And everybody is buying theirs. You should have marketed yours so that everybody buys it. But you did not market yours. The Chinese have marketed this. They brought it everywhere to our doorstep. Everybody come. You just go to the shop. 150 rands, you, you, you buy it. You are wearing it. Then you are going in town. Nobody has time for yours that you did not market. Nobody even knows that you have a high quality one. That's how invitation is like. If you don't go out there and tell people what you are doing, nobody will come to where you are. What you are doing can be great. It can be fantastic. It can be powerful. But until we go out there and tell people about it and give people an opportunity to be part of it, we will sit in an empty house. Tell, and not just tell people, but tell many people about it. We will sit in an empty house. Empty church. Most churches will be empty if we don't deploy an akazo. If I know more, all our church, no matter how, oh, you know, please, ah, my church, if you hear my pastor preaching, 
Oh, your heart will be beat. You, we sit on the edge of the seat when my pastor is preaching because you don't know at which point the service will, will, will fly. Still, nobody knows about it until you go and tell somebody about it. You have something fantastic, but if you don't put it out there, nobody will know. So going out to invite people and inviting many people is one is is so crucial. It's, that's where everything begins from. Preparing the supper is not enough. Once you prepare that, you have to go out and bathe. The word bathe is an old word for invited. Many. You come to church alone because you don't invite anybody. Hey, Pastor, there's nobody. You don't invite anybody. If you were busy inviting people, your coming to church alone will come to an end. And 31st, nobody's allowed to come to church alone. Yeah. So start now. And the invitation must, if we are expecting, let's say like Christ our hope, if we are expecting 500 people, we have to invite about 1,000, 1,500 people. Yeah. Because when you invite people, some don't come. From this story, you see the, some of the people invited, they didn't come. Some say they are married, they are trying to make children, they won't come. Yeah. So we have to beat many people. Let's go on. 17. And he sent the seven. So step one is invite many people. Step two, go and call them. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were invited, come. For all things are ready. Come. For all things are ready. Come. For all things are ready. What does he mean? It means he sent to go and call them. Some of us invite people and then we go and sleep. Hoping that by some miracle of God and by the move of the archangel, Michael, they will come into the, they will follow us into church. They will meet us there. You have to go and call them. You have to go and call them. If I'm busy, I'm doing my makeup. You will do your makeup and come alone. Nobody will see your makeup. You have to go and call them. Amen. Amen. You have to go and call them. If you don't call them, they won't come. They will not come. You have to go and call them. Yes. Oh, but Bishop, I invited them last week. They told me that on Sunday. Do you know the number of people who have told me before that on Sunday they will come and they didn't come? them. You have to make a list of the people you have invited and even be prompting them day by day as the day is approaching. Amen. Amen. Daily as it is approaching. And even on the day of the event, when all things are ready, the choir is set, the film stars are set, the dancing stars are set, the preacher is set, the everybody, the members, airport stars, communion stars, media, everybody is set. You have to go and call them. You cannot sit on your palm and wait for them. They will not come. I said they will not what? Come. Nobody comes to church like that. 
they will not come. You have to go there and physically call them. I remember a pastor who was telling me, we go on Saturdays to do outreach and everything, and the people don't come. I said, people don't decide to come to church on Saturday. They decide Sunday mornings they are coming to church. Saturday, when you go and tell them about church, it comes on their mind as one of the possible things they can do on Sunday. Now, mind you, with experience doing church, I realized that, look, the people you, you go out, we go out to invite, many people invite them for many things. For the, the same Sunday and the same time slot. When you have gone to invite them for soccer, some people have come to invite them for a group study. Some people have also come to invite them for soccer. Some people have come to invite them to go to the mall. Some people have also come to invite them to go for a funeral. Some people have come to invite them to go to town. Some people have gone to invite them to just go for a walk, some for a funeral. Some have just, even their bed has invited them to sleep some more. Yeah. They are the weather has invited them to sleep some more. So on that Sunday, you alone, your invitation is competing with other invitations. If you don't get, get up to go and call them, they will just flow with whichever one is easy. Whichever one is easy. So we must all rise up and go and call the people. Calling the people. Look, when we are going to church on Sunday and we are driving, the car is like a communication center, a call center. Everybody's on the phone. Calling, hey, hello. Um, I've forgotten their words. But, yeah, they say, oh, hello, please, hello. Is this James? Hi, James, this is, this is John. I invited you to church yesterday. I spoke to you around this place, around Spa. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, how are you? I was calling to check on you to remind you that church starts at 11, and then the story starts. Hey. Yeah. So if you don't, if you don't do that, they will not give. Somebody call somebody this Sunday. I've forgotten you. I don't remember you. So I spoke to you yesterday. I don't remember. You spoke to me. I don't remember. Yeah. So imagine you are talking to the person. The person said they don't remember. How much more you didn't call again? You didn't make any form of contact again. You have called the person. You are reminded. The person says it's not me. I don't remember you. How much more you didn't make any contact? Hallelujah. So step two, call them. Call them. Call them. And some of them require that you physically go there and call them. In fact, physically going there to call them is more effective. Sometimes it's not feasible. But the most effective is to physically arrive. Arrive. Yeah. I mean, my wife invited me to church many years ago, back in the days when men were men and women were won by men who deserved them. Many times, I wouldn't come. 
until the day she came to my house to call me Sunday morning. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine if she didn't come on that day, I wouldn't have come. No, 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 no. I mean, I had mercy on her. But I felt, I actually felt pity for her. I mean, at that time, that, oh, she has walked all the way from her house. It wasn't in this day that you request, then you come. No, she has walked all the way from her house to my house to come and call me to go to church. Even when the, I was, they woke me up and I went to see her, then she said she, she's coming to take me to church. I said, really? I'll come. She said, oh, no, I'll wait for you. I said, eh. After the invitation, this was, it's not like she appeared suddenly to invite me. She had invited me for months. Because her brother was my friend, so she, she used to see me often. And she was also my friend. Of by not coming until she appeared in my house. And even after she appeared, I went into my room and I went back to sleep. Because she said she would wait for me. So I'm sleeping. When I wake up and I'm ready, we will go more. So I was sleeping when my mother came to wake me that the, your, the person, your visitor is still there. Yeah. I'm sure she thought I was going to get ready. I had gone to sleep. So it's there that when my mother came to wake me, then I had mercy on him. <laughs> Not knowing I was having mercy on my own self. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to, you just want to wear your high heel and come from your house to church. Look, you will walk alone. You will walk alone. You will walk alone. That's it. But if you'll be ready to use an occasion, you will never walk alone. Number three. Now, after you've invited them and you've called them, you've gone to call them, then we come to the next phase of excuses. Overcoming excuses. Verse 8, it says, and they all with one accord, or one consent, one consent is one accord, they agreed, began to make excuse. Do you know that anytime we read the scripture, I said they all with one accord began to make excuses. They began to make excuses. The first said, I've bought a piece of ground. I'm going to see it. I pray they have me excuse. Now who buys a land and goes to see it in the night? Are you looking for ghosts? This is how we know that they had planned what they were doing. They were making the excuse. Not like the reality. They were make most of, a lot of the people we invite, they make excuses. I'm busy. I'm learning. I'm this. When you leave that same person, they go and watch television. They go and watch television. Next one. And another said, I bought five yoke of oxen. I must go prove it. I pray they have me excuse. What was the oxen? The oxen was like, they used the ox to plow the field. At, so he says he was going to his farm in the night. 
to plow. Hey, at night, what are you plowing, Daha? That you have to do it at night? Then even the third one is the most bizarre one. He says, another said, I have married a wife. I cannot come. I would have thought that when you have married a wife, you got a new wife. It means that he didn't say, I have a wife or I, I no, it's I have married. It means he had married fresh. Wouldn't you rather want to take the wife out dining, whining and dining? So if somebody has invited you for, for dinner, it's a nice time to get your wife to wear a nice dinner dress to reveal all her curves and her beautiful looks and take her for dinner. Nice dress, free dinner. He said, no, because of that, I cannot come. So they made excuses. Now, the people we, are, we invite, they make excuses. We have heard bizarre stories. Some of the stories you can't even understand. But you must become an expert of overcoming people's excuses. Amen. Amen. Overcoming people's excuses. It's necessary. You, any excuse they give you, you just swallow. I, I were doing outreach recently or one of these days or a long time ago or around this time, whilst we have been alive in our short life of existence. And where we were doing the outreach was close to the church. And then when you meet somebody, the person will tell you, I'm not, I, I, I'm not, I don't live here. So I said, ah, how did you get here? The same way you came here, that's the same way you come to church. And the person I was with was so surprised. Ah, because all the people have been telling, I don't live here. I said, you don't need to live here. If you have been able to come here for one reason or another, you should be able to come here for church. I mean, some of us just swallow the excuses of people. As soon as they say this, oh, then we swallow. Oh, then we swallow. And we swallow it sheepishly and happily. And just move away. But we have to learn to overcome people's things. So, person, I'm trying to finish the assignment. You talk to the person. How long is the assignment? That you can't spend, come and spend two hours Sunday in the person. I invited some people to a camp. They said, oh, I may be, I'm writing on Monday. I said, listen, today is, the camp is a week from today. Start studying from today. So that if you come to the camp during the weekend, you have still studied enough. But for the people that are sent to ask the people to come to the camp, as soon as they said, I'll be writing on Monday, they just folded their hands like that. They said, oh, okay, continue, right? Continue. Some of us, it's almost like we, are, we, we want them to give an excuse. So that we, 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 we say, oh, it's not me. I tried. So as soon as somebody gives you an excuse, excuse oh, continue. Tell your neighbor that what? Continue. Oh, my mother is going to continue. Con what? Continue. It doesn't work like that. Some of the excuses are just flimsy excuses. If you are to engage the person properly, you will get a result. 
And sometimes the excuses are genuine. It's just that the people have not thought of a way around it. Hello? I mean, these are the people I like. Not those who are even making stories. Those with genuine excuses. I have to go to town and do some shopping. Very Very true. Church is also in town. You can finish church and go to town. Yeah, but I have to go to town. Then you just continue. How? I don't have clothes. I don't. What are you, what you are wearing? Can't wear it and come. When you start a new church, you see, when I'm going to church, you see shirts in my car. Shirt, jacket, this. These are, these are clothes for people who don't have clothes. When we get to church, when they arrive in church, we clothe them. I said, when they arrive in church, then we clothe them. When I see the shirts and things hanging in my car, I say, somebody has been invited. I say, oh, I don't have a shirt. So I'll bring you a shirt. Don't worry, I'll bring you a shirt. Yeah, bring you a shirt. So some of the excuses are genuine. And I'm saying, I like the genuine ones. Because that, those are the ones that you can, when you show them a way forward, it's easy for them to flow in. Than those who are just playing games. So become a master at overcoming excuses. As for excuses, you hear them. So many of them start to make different stories, different excuses, but you have to become an expert at overcoming the stories. Or else you'll be, you have nothing. This man, let's go on, next verse, 21. 21. And the servant came and showed the master this. Then the master, being angry, said to his servant. He came, he got angry when the people started to give excuses. So those of you like the excuses, you embrace them. You are not like this man in this story. Now, having a good excuse, a good reason for not doing something is not equal to doing it. Like, you have a good, genuine, everybody accepts, everybody knows as an excuse not to do something. For example, you are going to write matric. Or, yes, you are going to write matric. Then you fall sick. So you couldn't write the matric. How many of you believe that it's a genuine? I mean, I mean, what else? I mean, I was sick. What should I do? Uh huh. But it doesn't. It's not the same as writing the matric and passing, because although you have a good excuse, which we all understand, you, the university will not allow you to come in. The university will never allow you to come in. Oh, you have a good excuse, so they will, you have to go. Still go and write. So having a good excuse is not the same. An excuse that everybody understands. Your mother understands, your father understands, your brother, your neighbor, your teacher, everybody. Even you have a medical slip, a doctor's slip to show for it. Oh, look at it. The doctor, Dr. Kintu, he has signed that I am sick. Giving me bed rest for two weeks. Continue. Lala Kolo. 
Next year, the matric will be waiting for you. So those of you who like excuses, even in your own life, when you have to do something, you always, instead of overcoming obstacles, you just embrace the excuse. The, any excuse that comes up, you just embrace it. Oh, they will understand. They will understand, but you'll be at the same spot. When you tell us, even we, we can't say something. The Bible says, a lazy man say there's a lion in the street. I mean, if I send you to go and bring something from outside, and you say there's a lion out there, I mean, I will understand why you cannot go. I mean, I will understand. Do you get it? Like, Cyril, my pastor is outside. He's sharing 10,000 rands to everybody, okay? But I tell you, go and collect your portion. Then you say, oh, there's a lion out there. I will understand. But you will still not have that 10,000. Amen, Pastor MC. So having the perfect excuse... And a great excuse, an understandable excuse. It's not good enough. So the Bible says this man, he was angry for their excuses. And immediately he made a plan B. Amen. The same verse. Hey. He says, he said, go quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city. And bring in he that the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. He changed the people he was inviting. He changed where he was inviting them from. You see, because the original people he was inviting, one of them, one said, I bought a tribe. He was a businessman. Do you get He was inviting business people. What did the first person say? He was, the first person was a land contractor. Have lands, can buy land. People who could buy lands. Maybe the type of beloved you are looking for, that's why you are not finding a beloved. Maybe the type of job you are looking for, that's why you are not finding a job. Maybe you have made yourself higher than some type of jobs. That's why you are unemployed. This, this pastor sitting here, he said, my son went to work for him today. My son told me his desk alone. Big, you can see that he's a big man. Yes. When you see his office alone, you see that he's a real, he's a tycoon. Tokyo's a qualidems. He was telling us not so long ago that he started as a what did you say you said merchandiser, which means what you pick people's pockets or a cone. <laughs> what was that? What does it mean? You fill the shelf, you stock the shelf. I've also done a job like that before. I, I'm a merchandiser. I didn't know that it had a good, a big portfolio like that. A merchandiser. I didn't know. I've also. I've also, yeah, I stock up the shelf. If there's no milk, I put milk. If there's no uh, spices, stock. I put stock. Then this, then I fill all the shelf. My, my aisle, they were selling soft drinks, cold drinks. So Pepsi, Coca-Cola, that was my aisle. So I used the ganda ganda, yeah, the truck to go to the storeroom 
and go and move, move things. They use the forklift to remove the root. Then I get my, then I wheel it, my pallet, into my lane. I do like that. Then I'll be stocking, stocking, stocking. Then, even up till now, when I go to the shop and I pass by the product, you see me facing, facing the products. <laughs> no, even up till now. Like, when I, when I pick something, then you see me, I'll be facing, because you are supposed to make them flash. You are not supposed to let there be holes. So you are supposed to make them flash. So you see me, I'll be flashing the things. You think I work there. Yeah, when it's time, you, you have to have strategies. You have to have systems. You have to understand how the work works. I said you have to understand how the work works. Because you are working within a certain amount of time. And you can't leave your work not done. So you feel, you feel. I used to go in the night. I work night till morning. I'm telling you from 10 midnight to 6 a.m. Yeah. You stop. Then when the time, you see that it's about 4, 5, you see, hey, all the side. Then you start to face them. You arrange them in a way. Because you are supposed to feel all the way to the back. So you start feeling from the back to the front. But when time is finishing, you start feeling from the front. So when your supervisor comes, he looks, the whole thing is flashing. See, yes, then he'll go down a bit to see. You have to make, you can't make only one line. So you have to make sure that they are about two, three. So when he goes down, he just see, oh, yeah. Then he'll mark you. I was surprised that this big man... That's the job he was doing. Yeah. And his eye was spices. Raja and co. He was doing Raja, pepper, aromat. Raja, pepper, aromat. Nando's, salad dressing. Those things. That's his area. Masala and co. Curry. That was his eye. So, it was... It was in handling the curry that his wife, the Indian girl, came to buy masala, curry masala, and boom, the Lord blessed him. Please, Mrs. Lamine, I'm just joking. <laughs> but I was surprised that this big man, that's where he started from. You have not done any work, you are so broke like a church mouse. You are not ready to do anything. Say, I'm a, please, I went to DUT. I went to UKZ and I went to Boston College. I want to do a job as a, as a scientist. Look, 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 look. Your baby mama is coming. You wait. Get to the job quickly. Maybe change what you are, change your levels. You rise from there. You rise. The only job that you start from the top is grave digging. Hmm? And even if you are looking for a job as a grave digger, by now you will have it. At least every day you'll be doing something. How much were you digging graves for? Uh, it's not you, sorry. But it's like, when you... No, it wasn't you, it wasn't you. No, it wasn't him, it wasn't him. No, I, you are laughing, but it's a serious job I'm talking about. 
Saturdays, people dig graves and they are paid. So you say, ah, uh-huh, he remembers. You see, now he remembers. He had forgotten that job. Now he says he remembers. <laughs> Saturday, if you go by the funeral, people dig. Then they collect money, dig. Then you say you don't have a job. You can Anyway, let me go on. So this man, he realized that inviting people who deal in lands, oxen, people who are having weddings, you know that having a wedding is not a simple thing, right? To even pay Lobola, it's not easy. That's why small boys don't marry. Because a cow is a heavy animal. So if you go, they ask you for even seven. The strength it takes to organize one cow. It's not a simple thing. It's not for small boys. Marriage is not for small boys. No, 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 no. You want to chill with the big boys? You must be able to drink water and drop the cup. Can you afford it? There's only one cup in your house. If you drop it, what are you going to drink? What are you? Yeah, so the man, I'm finishing on this point. The man changed the plans. Of even the people he was in, the people he had invited. Because if he was staying with these landowners, car owners, people with cars, people who have wives, married people, his party was going to be empty. So he says, I've invited them. They didn't come. Let's make a, a second plan quickly. Let's reach out to another group. So he even changed the venue. Of the event. He said, go into the streets and the lanes of the city. So he sent them into the city, to downtown, CBD, Mapushana, all those places. Masukwani, Mapushana, all these places. He stopped going to Hilton and all these places. Signal, Signal Hill, where Leah used to live, where is it called, Dad? Bellevue, he stopped going. He stopped. He had invited people from Bellevue. They didn't come. They did. Oh, yeah. He said, Look, let's go to downtown. The streets and the lanes. Go into the streets and the lanes. They did that. He said, Now go into the highways and the hedges. The highway and the hedges, they are not in town. When you join entry, are you still in town? It means you are going far away. And then hedges. Who are the people who live in hedges? There are different people who live in hedges. Bad boys, totis, daha smokers, traffic cops, pirates. They are usually in hedges. Yeah. And then, I'm a sisters. I'm a sisters. He said, go and call. I'm a sisters. They are down here. He said, go and call them. He changed the people. He said, look, forget about these married people and these big short cutting material sellers, iron rod dealers, blocks and cement dealers. Forget about boxer and all these people who are this. They now go into the streets and the lanes, into the highways and the hedges. 
go for people who are hiking. All these people. We must be ready to reach out to all kinds of people. Far and near, far and near. Or else the house will be empty. So on the 31st, we are reaching out to people everywhere. Far, even in Zimkul. Amen. Far and near. near, they must come. These people, they, do, they can't transport themselves. We will have to transport them. We will have to transport them. They can't transport them. They, they are not like you, that you can't transport. Even you cry, you can't transport yourself, or you are not willing to transport yourself. Some of you, you can't transport yourself, you are just unwilling. You are fortunate I'm not your landlord. You are just unwilling. But some of you too, you can't transport yourself. So how much more these people who, the person lives in the head. How can they transport themselves? We'll reach out to these people and I believe that the house will. Next week we'll continue. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Time will not allow us to press on. So let's bring the service to a close. Next week, God willing, we'll continue. But I want you to pray for yourself as we close and say, Lord, as we go into this salvation project, this is project salvation. As we go into this salvation project, I avail myself as a worker. Use me. Use me. Use me. Give me the grace. Give me the grace. Give me the grace. Help me. Use me. If you can use anything, use me, Lord. I avail myself. Use me, O oh God. Use me for your purpose. For your purpose, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Use me, dear Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Wherever you are watching for, pray that God will use you to bring salvation to somebody on this day of the great feast. Pray that God will use you. Pray that he will use you. He will use you to bring salvation to a house, to bring salvation to your friends, to bring salvation to an individual. Pray tonight. Pray tonight. My God. Lord, we offer ourselves to you. Use us. Use us. Use us, oh God. Use us, oh God. We offer ourselves to you, oh God. Use us. We say, Lord, here am I. Use me. Here am I. Send me. Here am I. Send me, oh God. Send me, oh God. Send me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Send me, Lord. Lift up your hands. Let's pray. Father, thank you for everybody here under the sound of my voice. I pray. Help us. We offer ourselves as vessels that you can use. As we go out for people to be saved in this month of July, use every single one of us in the name of Jesus to bring salvation to an individual, to bring salvation to a home, to bring salvation to a family, to bring salvation to a group in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, oh God. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. If you are here, pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. 
I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? How many of you are excited about this project? Project Salvation kicks off today. Yeah, bring salvation to men. So every church decide the target of the number of people you want to see saved on that day. And let's work at it with the spirit of Anakazo. Anakazo, even in our prayer, forceful prayer that gives birth to salvation. I believe that God will hear our cry. Put your hands together one more time. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.